0: Welcome to the Leading in Love podcast. If you are a leader in any capacity who is married or considering marriage, you're tuned into the right place. We help leaders take care of their marriages. Remember, you are a successful leader and your marriage and family can be successful too. You don't have to sacrifice leadership for love and you don't have to sacrifice love for leadership. And now, here are your hosts, Gary
1: and Julie. Hey, hey, hey. Hey,
0: everybody. Hey,
1: I hope everyone's doing all right today. Yes,
0: yes, yes.
1: Yes, sir. What are we talking about today?
0: So today we're going to be talking about triggers.
1: Triggers. Yes, triggers are
0: everywhere. Mm-hmm. And triggers are basically pain points that trigger or stop stimulate a mm. behavioral response and the thing about triggers is that they could go back as far as our childhood, things that we remember, things that we experienced, things mm. that we saw right And at that moment in time it uh, stirs up negative emotions such as mm-hmm. anger, fear, frustration mm-hmm. or it puts you back in these repressive states such as anxiety, loneliness, depression, despondency, and the impact is that it distorts your perspective, mm. okay? It halts your present, it distorts your future, mm-hmm. and it drags you back into those past experiences that you try so hard mm-hmm. to get around or get over.
1: And you can't get let go of it.
0: And you can't let go of it, so... I do something, Mm. I say something, or something happens outside of our control, and it puts you back in that space.
1: In that space. And it's hard to get out of that space
0: sometimes. And the thing is that when you're married to somebody, Mm. there's a good chance a situation will occur.
1: Yeah.
0: They might do something. Right. Or they might say something. Okay. That brings back all these emotions just flooding, and it overwhelms you. And it paralyzes you, at least for that time period. Yeah. So. I'm guilty. Me too.
1: Like, all day, I, I shut down.
0: Well, I think I did this yesterday. Was it? I think it was yesterday. Okay. Or recently. Yeah. And it puts you in a really bad space. And the thing is, sometimes for you, it takes you a while to drift out of that. And then when you get triggered. Right. And you go into that place of despondency. Mm. I normally come tagging along.
1: Yeah, because you love me so much. (laughs) (laughs) So let's get into it. What types of triggers are there? Triggers show in the things we say, right? The things we do and certain situations that we find ourselves in. So there are are trigger phrases, there are actions, Mm -hmm. and there is also circumstances. Absolutely. First, we are going to address the trigger words. Generally, the words we use to address our spouses show up in two forms. Yes. They are either words of affirmation. True. Or words of defeat. Absolutely. The words of affirmation are words that encourage, uplift, engage, empower, inspire, and even motivate. Right. And then opposed to that is the words of defeat. That, in a nutshell, you know, it, it, it destroys us. It, it's degrading. It uh, causes... Dissension. Dissension.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And it also can desecrate. Absolutely. These are trigger words, and these words actually carry a lot of weight.
0: They Yeah, they, and that's, a, that's an interesting word that you use, weight, mm. because it can really pull you back down. Yeah. Really far into places that you might, not, you might not want to be in. So, trigger phrases. You know, you ever be in a conversation with your spouse or an argument? Right. If you're married, you're probably going to argue once or twice or many times. And then your spouse hits you back and says, you never do this. Oh. And the, the only thing that you underline is the you never. And you're like, really? I never? Yeah. Like 13 years and I never did that at least once. Yeah. Or they might say, uh, you always. Yeah. And you're going to be like, really? Like, every single day for the last 13 years, I did that? (laughs) You know, and basically, one person is keeping score. And we're going to get into this in another topic, keeping score. Uh So one person is keeping score, and then at that point in time, they're generating unfair criticism. Mm -hmm. So that could be a trigger word or trigger phrase for Mm -hmm. you. Or you might hear the phrase, I'm sure you agree, somewhere in the conversation, and all they're really saying is, uh, you know what, I don't really care what you think. Right. So, therefore, I expect you, and I'm sure you agree with yeah. what I'm saying.
1: Just hear me out right, right now. Or stop whining. Stop complaining. I mean, that one, because women love to talk mm-hmm. a lot of the times, I'm one of those women that expresses a lot when we disagree. Yes. And if I hear that word, thankfully he never says, you're whining, Mm -hmm. but to hear stop whining or stop complaining, what you're basically saying is to the other person, I don't want to listen.
0: Yeah. And that could be a trigger word. Now, as we're going through this, think about, we're not necessarily saying that these are triggering you, but think about your own situation. What words that come to mind that could trigger you or put you in that place where you want to fight or flight? Mm-hmm. So, even words like a phrase like, I'm sorry, I will never do it again, without coming to a formal conclusion or formal resolution together. Mm-hmm. When that shows up, all you're really saying is, or what can be heard is that you don't really care. And again, you're showing apathy towards the reality of the situation. Mm-hmm. Right? Or even something like, it was an accident. Mm before we even get anywhere to kind of flesh out what really happened nobody's pointing fingers yeah but what you're doing by jumping on that is saying you know what actually i'm not going to take any responsibility for this
1: right right and that is you know accidents do happen and, and 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 sometimes you may you may kind of do something or or say something without fully thinking about it and it may truly be an accident mm-hmm. but when you Shut down the conversation yes. by saying it was an accident now you as Gary had mentioned, you're not taking you're not any taking responsibility. responsibility,
0: yeah, I think it should be organic where you talk about it and then you realize, well, this is not the normal behavior, so really and truly, this was in fact mm-hmm. circumstantial, it was an accident, right right,
1: or are you lying again, or are you lying mm. Is this a lie you are now accusing? You know, and one of the things that you're also throwing in there is I don't trust you. Right. I don't believe you. Again, you're also accusing. Mm-hmm. It's not a big deal. Mm-hmm. You're basically saying I don't care about your feelings.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Calm the heck down. <laughs> Those are not. Fair words.
0: Yeah, those are those those can be trigger words. Yeah. Yeah, and sometimes like I like we've said, when you hear these things, it just throws you in a different in a different space mm-hmm. that you're trying to avoid.
2: Mm-hmm. Now,
0: these phrases and statements, they're they're stimuli, they're triggers. So they're pain points and they take you back to the place of pain and hurt and it causes you to react. Mm. Which means that you could get defensive. Right. And some people, when they get defensive, they become very offensive.
2: Mm-hmm. And in
0: some cases, we become isolated or we get even more repressed. But you know what? It's not just the words that are triggers. Actions and circumstances are triggers as well.
1: Right, right. You know, some of the actions could, could be hitting.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Even if it's a simple tap. Right. Not, necess- not necessarily a fist going to the face, but it could be a tap on the shoulder or you know going after an ear, tugging of the ear. You know it could be talking loudly,
2: mm-hmm.
1: embarrassing public behavior mm-hmm. right? Drunkenness,
2: mm-hmm.
1: coming home late,
2: mm-hmm.
1: having isolated conversations with the opposite sex. Mm-hmm. Your spouse's car pulls up in the driveway, but they take 20 minutes to get into the house because they're on the phone. Mm -hmm. Now, this one, you might be thinking, okay, are they on the phone because they're talking to somebody that they might be interested in? No, it could be them not wanting to bring business or work inside their home. That's true. Which is something that is very great to do but the person that's in the home could have had a parent that you know the family divorced because of infidelity.
0: The family divorced?
1: Sorry. The parents.
0: Some families divorce.
1: Divorce, yeah, yeah. Because of infidelity. So now here you are trying to do the right thing by not bringing work home. Mm-hmm. You know, and and they're thinking you're you're out there Talking to somebody that you might be interested in. So now as you walk into the house, you're excited to see a spouse and children, and they don't even want to greet you.
0: Because she or he is triggered.
1: Is triggered.
0: By that behavior. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: So it could be circumstantial as well. So things like job loss.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. right? What happens when... You know, you might be from a situation where you saw a parent lost a job,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and next thing they were hitting the bottle. Right. Right. They took up bad habits. Yeah. As a result of losing the job, or even death, mm-hmm. losing a losing a family member or a friend. Some a lot of people don't respond well to these things. I yeah. mean, they are. It's a, these are terrible circumstances, and like I've lost several family members. Like my dad's siblings out of twelve, there's two left. Hmm so I can only imagine how my dad feels mm-hmm. and there's other people that deals with these situations death is a terrible thing especially how a person might pass yes you know I always say there's a difference between being at the bedside of somebody and watching them take take their last breath
2: mm-hmm.
0: and getting a phone call late in the night mm-hmm. that your son or your brother was found in a ditch mm-hmm. bloodied mm-hmm. you know so even those things like death could be a real painful trigger mm-hmm. or Something as simple as moving houses, mm-hmm. okay? Whenever we moved house, it's always because somebody was after us or it meant that we ran out of money mm-hmm. and we didn't know where we we're going to live and mm-hmm. all these things. Um, it could be financial issues. Growth where and loss. Right, so now you're having positive financial experience, but some people don't respond well to good earnings or mm-hmm. making money. Mm-hmm. They take up bad habits. They mm-hmm. start gambling. They mm-hmm. don't come home. Right, or even in the case where they're losing money again, they start gambling. They don't come home. Mm-hmm. So people respond differently. Um, a demanding work schedule.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, now my husband is working a lot. He gets stressed so easily.
2: Mm-hmm. So
0: now we're getting a monster showing up at six fifteen mm-hmm. every day because his work schedule is so demanding.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Right, or you know something like being stuck in traffic. Some things that are that of that nature
2: mm-hmm. that could
0: be simple, but yet. You know, being stuck in traffic could just mess up your day. Uh And then there's also, like, the sensory ones, like certain smells. Like, I remember back in the 90s, man, some music I heard back in the 90s. I hear that now, and it takes me right back. Of course. I remember exactly what I was wearing as a child, what I was doing as Mm -hmm. a child, and Mm -hmm. it brings back so many memories Good and bad. Mm-hmm. So those are kind of the sensory ones, what you see, you know, smells. Imagine if you're in a home that burnt to the ground. Yeah. So now when you smell smoke, you know, you, you go back to that, mm-hmm. that feeling or that, mm-hmm. that, or certain perfumes on certain people, certain mm-hmm. foods.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: All these things, uh, sounds in a crowd. Yep. All these things are essentially triggers mm-hmm. that could stir up pain points.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Like I said, uh, I think I... I said something to my wife a few days ago and it angered her. And...
1: You want to tell them?
0: I don't even want to tell you guys.
1: I don't even remember.
0: No, okay, fine. Since you don't remember, I guess I have to tell everybody. But... (laughs) But something happened. Uh, Basically, she, she had a conversation with someone. Okay. And she tried to explain to me what happened. I missed some key details. Oh, yeah. And then I became angry with it, and I went downstairs and sent her a message. A text
1: message.
0: Text message is basically accusing her of doing this thing. And then when she explained it to me, I was like, oh, whoops. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember all those details and I felt like I was justified in my behavior but then she's like dude you're accusing me and you don't have all the information oh, that's, yeah. that wasn't fair yeah and there was another time where I used a word to describe her behavior and it made her super angry because it reminded her of the somebody else who tried to hurt her using that same word to describe her yeah So now she's trying to separate me as the person that's supposed to love her from the person who's trying to hurt her. And she couldn't because we're using the same word. Yeah. So we talked about it, which was good. And then I decided, you know what? If I'm going to talk to her and express to her how I feel, Mm. then I have to avoid that word. Mm -hmm. Because in that moment, I'm now paralleling or channeling Mm -hmm. somebody else who you know who tried to hurt her and i'm not supposed to be trying to hurt her
1: mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. now that makes me jump in or wanna jump in and say you know you got to be open to correction right because if if you're hearing somebody who was trying to be nasty mm. towards me use a certain word and then the person that loves you is also using the, the same word then maybe that is a characteristic that you have because no one, again, is perfect. Right. So that might be a, a, a characteristic that you truly have that you need to fix. Right. Really, mm-hmm. you know, and and find ways to make sure that that you present yourself in the best possible way. So that way that characteristic doesn't pop up.
0: You know, that takes a lot of strength and humility. Yeah. To even admit that. You know what? Okay, so they said this. I know they're trying to hurt me. I know my spouse isn't trying to hurt me. But they're saying the same thing. So maybe there's a character flaw that I should address.
2: Exactly. And it
0: takes a lot of humility to even admit that. But you're right. There's always two sides to the coin. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Again, it is a trigger. Yes. And you are responsible for your reaction to the trigger.
2: Right, right.
0: But can I also use a different word to describe that character? Exactly. Without trying to trigger you.
1: Exactly.
0: There's lots of words out there. I could say, you know what? When you talk to me, I, I feel hurt. Yeah. As opposed to, you're being this. Yeah. And then with that same tone.
1: Never mind the you. Right. You know? It should be, I feel this way. Exactly. I, I, I. Yeah. Okay. So how do you know that you're being triggered? Rather than reflecting on a sing- a singular moment of discomfort. Mm-hmm. You could just honestly be angry or frustrated with the matter at hand. That's right. Remember, tri- triggers bring you directly to a pain point. However, they vary in severity.
0: Well, to jump in there, I remember I was listening to this this radio show. Okay. And there was actually a psychologist or a therapist, or a clinical therapist, and mm-hmm. he was talking about this. Mm-hmm. And the example that he gave was a wife who was whose husband was trying to be intimate with her uh-huh. and he touched her in a particular way
2: uh-huh.
0: and he thought that he was being gentle uh-huh. but she didn't like what he was doing
2: uh-huh.
0: and hes the, the 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 result was that he was being gentle uh-huh. but she was triggered because when she was younger she was sexually abused uh-huh. and the person who sexually abused or sexually assaulted her He wasn't aggressive. Mm -hmm. He was very gentle. Mm -hmm. He was actually very comforting, but she was still... It wasn't consensual for her.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: So now when her husband is touching her a particular way, even though he's not being aggressive, Mm -hmm. the soft, sensual touch brought her back to that moment. Mm -hmm. You know, so in this case, she's not just responding to a singular moment of discomfort.
2: Mm-hmm. The
0: sensual touch is taking her way back. Mm. What we're trying to figure out is or what we're trying to address is how do you differentiate between the two. Right. Right? So there's these things called SUDs.
2: hmm
0: And I think it's popular in psych the, the psychotherapy realm. Right. Subjective units of disturbance. Mm-hmm. And this is how you measure your triggers, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's exactly that. Subjective, so how you feel, mm-hmm. and then units of disturbance. Mm-hmm.
2: Uh,
0: the, the rating is on a scale from 0 to 10.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And we're going to kind of just go through each one briefly, just so you kind of get an idea of what an SUD is if you don't already know.
1: Okay. Okay. So 0, 0 means peace, serenity, total relief. No more anxiety of any kind about any particular issue. Mm-hmm. One means no acute distress and feeling basically good. If you took special effort, you might feel something unpleasant, but not much. Right. Two means a, a little bit upset, but not noticeable, unless you took care to pay attention to your feelings and then realize yes... There is something bothering me. Right. Three means mildly upset. This is being worried, bothered, to the point that you'd notice it. Right?
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. So then four, you get somewhat upset to the point that you can't easily ignore an unpleasant thought.
1: Now, at this point, you should be bringing it to your spouse. Right.
0: It's like you can handle it. Yeah. But you don't feel good. Yeah. So bring it up to your spouse. Right. Okay. And then five, you're moderately upset, you're uncomfortable, you have the unpleasant feelings, they're still manageable, but you realize that you gotta put more effort into it. Mm -hmm. Okay? Mm -hmm. And then six means you're feeling bad to the point that you begin to think something has to be done about the way you feel.
2: Mm.
0: And this is where now you've already brought it up to your spouse, possibly in the last, depending on how you feel three, four, five, and six. Now you have to go to your spouse and say, listen, man, uh, we got to come up with something because I don't like how I'm feeling.
2: Mm -hmm,
1: Okay? And then seven means starting to freak out on the edge of some definitely bad feelings. This, you can maintain control with difficulty. Mm -hmm. Make sure at this point you are talking to your spouse. Like
0: talking to them frequently. Frequently. And giving them the details about how you're feeling.
1: Right. Eight is... You know, you are really freaking out the beginning of alienation. At this point, you need the help of some trustworthy authority. Maybe a pastor or a mentor. Um, someone who you trust enough that would be able to guide you guys and can be objective. Right, a parent- a parent, even, you know, a close family member that yeah. will look at both sides. Exactly. You need that
0: objective perspective.
2: hmm
0: Yeah. And then nine, if you get to nine, if you're feeling like you're at a nine, then now you're getting desperate. Yeah. And the truth is what most people call a 10 is actually a nine because you're feeling extremely freaked out to the point that... It almost feels unbearable, Mm -hmm. and you're getting scared of what you might do. Mm -hmm. So you're feeling very, very bad. You're Mm -hmm. starting to lose control of your emotions. You're crying. You're shaking. You're trembling. Mm -hmm. Very critical point. Mm -hmm. This is when you need to get some professional help. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Therapist, counselor. Somebody. This, this is, is where like you need intervention. Emergency situation. Yes, exactly.
1: Getting professional help. I mean, you can even decide to go with professional help at that freaking out stage.
0: You start there. You know, yeah. if
1: if if you don't have um, a mentor or you don't have a family member that can be very objective and look at both ends, find a professional help. Mm-hmm. There's no problem with having one. You know, right off of your 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 cell phone.
0: Well, you know what? It's good that you mentioned that because 10 is you feel so bad that you're beside yourself and you're out of control and you're at a nervous breakdown. Yeah. So you're so overwhelmed. You're at the end of your rope and you may feel so upset that you don't even want to talk because you can't imagine how anyone could possibly understand your agitation. Mm-hmm. So now you're fleeing mm. help.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So, like you said, you might want to get line up some professional help if you feel like you're at a seven or eight.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay, absolutely. Don't wait till you get
0: to ten because now you're in a state of panic. You're not thinking straight. You're not respond. You might not be responsive to them,
2: mm-hmm. and now
0: they gotta calm you down and intervene in certain ways. Get help early.
2: Yeah.
0: Now this is cool because we talked about triggers on the last podcast. Right. Not triggers, pet peeves. Pet
1: peeves, okay. And one
0: of the things that we said was monitor your pet peeves. Yeah. Because you can handle them. You can handle them at home. I don't like when you do that. Stop burping. You know, stop calling out all the signs on the street. Yeah. Okay, stop. (laughs) Every time I order food and I ask you if you're hungry, you say no until the food comes and you eat half of it. Yeah. Stop doing that. (laughs) (laughs) Right? You can stop doing that. But now when if it becomes so unbearable that yes. you can't even control your emotions yeah. you need to line up help
1: well i mean your your pet peeve could truly be a trigger and here and here you are thinking it's just a pet exactly. peeve that you know that your spouse is always announcing every Light, every <laughs> like every side, they're not. But you know what? It's really a trigger. Why? Yeah. Because they might have had a terrible accident yeah, yeah. that mm-hmm. they end up losing a sibling, a family member, whatever it may be that has caused them to the point where they feel as though they have to bring this up mm-hmm. continuously. At that point, they may still need professional help.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I think uh, if spouses knew how to recognize these things, I think there'll be a lot less people breaking up. I believe so. Yeah, because they get to a point where they're just so overwhelmed. You're not listening. You don't care. and Because they want to be heard.
2: Uh-huh. And
0: we, 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 force our, we force certain behaviors on them. Yeah. We talk about being manipulative. Uh-huh. I know you're going to respond that way. So uh-huh. because I don't like what you're saying right now, uh-huh. I'm going to trigger you into making you feel emotionally unstable. Yeah. And then now I'm in control.
1: Well, just as human beings, we always want to be heard.
0: We always want to be like, heard. Like every
1: human being wants to be... Heard and 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 appreciated. Mm-hmm. We just need to take the time to do so. So so to just run through those real quick, you know zero again means peace serenity total relief. Okay, one means no acute distress and feeling basically good. Two, a little bit upset but not noticeable. Three, mildly upset. Again, at this point, bring it up to your spouse.
0: Mm-hmm. Four, you're somewhat upset. Five, you're moderately upset. Six, you're feeling bad to the point that you're starting to think something must be done. Seven, you're starting to freak out. You're sitting on the edge a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, this way where you're obviously talking to your spouse. Uh, eight, you're definitely freaking out. Nine, you're desperate. And ten, you're completely out of control. Right. Okay? Mm -hmm. So subjective units of disturbance, remember they're subjective. It's how you feel, not how somebody else thinks you feel. It's Mm -hmm. how you feel. That's
2: good. It's entirely subjective. That's good.
0: So how do we deal with triggers in your marriage? Because they're going to happen.
2: Yes.
0: You will anger your spouse. Mm -hmm. You will say something that drags them back deep into the abyss of their past. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: How do you get them out of there? How do you stay away from that? So, we have what we call two strategies, a short-term strategy and a long-term strategy. The short-term strategy is, is basically what you have to do every time. As soon as yeah. you notice it, this is how you respond.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay? So, these are the four steps. Right. You know, the first one is listen to your spouse's response to your statements or actions. Mm-hmm. The second one is respectfully address both nonverbal and verbal responses. The verbal what is actually being said, right. and then the nonverbal, how it it is said. The tones, the facial expressions, body languages. I mean, they, they may even be completely silent.
0: That's a big one.
1: They may be completely silent and not say anything to you. Maybe their answers are short. You ask them, hey, how was your day? Great.
0: Yep, They're curt, short and aggressive.
1: Short and aggressive. Yeah. But you notice they're not smiling. You know, they got the wrinkles going on in the forehead. Yes, yes. They don't want to give you a hug. They don't even want to give you a kiss. They're not looking at looking at you in the face. Pay attention to that. Mm-hmm. Three, apologize and make amends. Four, do not fight back because you could be creating even more pain points. Right.
0: So the objective is to listen and get to a solution, not listen to speak. Yeah. Listen to understand. Right. Exactly.
1: So again, you know, even in that situation, don't attack your spouse. Why are you being so short with me? Mm-hmm. What's going on with you? Exactly. Don't be as aggressive.
0: Because you know what? You could be stimulating another feeling there.
1: Exactly. Another
0: set of emotions which turns them into being defensive and now it's a it's a brawl.
1: Right. A good statement might be uh, do you want to talk?
0: Or do you want some space? Or do you want some space? Is there something I can get you to help you relax yeah. so that we can talk about this thing? And we talk about this when we talk about quality time. We know how to welcome your spouse home. Mm-hmm. That's it's part, part of, it. of it. 100%. So that's your short-term strategy. Uh, long-term strategy there's two things you got to pay attention to. What, what you want to do is over time is uh, create your own lexicon of trigger words, actions, or circumstances that signal discomfort or danger,
2: mm.
0: and along with that, you want to set a responses or a process in dealing with the triggers. This is what you're gonna do with your spouse, mm-hmm. or with some professional help. Mm-hmm. Sure, so a therapist would help you, would guide you along in there. One thing I think you should do: get a book, write stuff down.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Believe it or not, the little, the little uh, confuffle we had a few days ago, before I went to work yesterday,
2: yeah.
0: I wrote down in that book. I said. Here's what happened. Here's how Julie responded. And so that kind of highlights the problem. And then I wrote the solution. And one of the cool things that Julie did was because she was really triggered and she clearly wanted to get to the other side of being triggered, she wrote down her thoughts in a collective and thoughtful manner. And she read it to me. Mm -hmm. So I couldn't argue because she sorted out how she felt and there was no need for me to get defensive. it forced me to be more empathetic and sympathetic. I listened to what she said, and then I said, okay, now I can address each of those points. So I went back to my little book, and I wrote it down, and I said, here's my solution. If there's a situation where I might trigger, or I get triggered, and I get angry, instead of going downstairs and sending a text, <laughs> a cryptic text, and then having to explain myself, I'm going to also... Write down my thoughts in a thoughtful manner and say, this made me feel like this. Here's where I'm at. Mm-hmm. Explain this to me. Explain why this happened. Yeah. And then we figure out how to get to the other side. Right.
2: Right? Right.
0: So create your own lexicon of trigger words and your actions and responses to those. This is going to be unique to you and your spouse. Uh-huh. Which means that you can constantly revise it and update it to fit your current situation.
2: mm mm-hmm. huh
0: Here's the rules, though. Like, don't, they shouldn't be disrespectful. Yes. They should communicate exactly how you feel, and they should try and spread the responsibility across both spouses. All right? The second thing you should do is incorporate professional help to help you unearth the issues and to create a customized strategy for you and your spouse. So, basically what we're saying is, you and your spouse come with a strategy Mm -hmm. that you think fits you, and then the missing pieces
2: mm-hmm.
0: seek professional guidance mm-hmm. and they will help you fit those fill those gaps
1: yeah listen you know my my husband and i are huge huge advocates for professional help you know i we understand that a lot of people may not agree with them but if you go in To their offices or on the phone with them or whatever method that they have. With the mindset of working and you trying, both of you trying to fix Mm -hmm. what the problem is, you will be able to handle it. You will truly, truly appreciate it. It's like going to a mechanic
2: I agree. You know, yeah. it's
1: it's like going to a mechanic. They can't give you a new car. But if you go in with the vehicle that you have ready to do whatever you need to do or pay whatever you need to pay for them to fix your vehicle, yeah. they will help you fix it and show you how to handle whatever problem you may have with that vehicle. I agree with that. And so you will hear us say it. Time and time and time again. If you can have professional he- um, help at hand or at least know where you can go when you need it, have it there.
0: Well, always get professional help. Mm. Not just in, we're going to kind of sidetrack, not just in with regards to your marriage. Mm. But if you need a lawyer, go talk to a lawyer. Talk to an accountant. Talk to a financial planner.
1: You're right.
0: Right? Go see a doctor. Like, yeah. It's good to self-diagnose. And then go verify it. No, it's true because that means you're constantly checking your, you know, okay, do I have these, do I have these blotches on my skin? Let me go verify that it's actually unhealthy. Yeah. So always get professional help.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: We're big advocates for that for sure. So triggers, they are everywhere. Mm-hmm. They're probably gonna, they're probably gonna riddle your marriage, they're gonna be all over your marriage. Mm-hmm. But your job as spouses is to be honest mm-hmm. up front mm-hmm. and do your best to flush them out mm-hmm. and work to make them less of an issue. Mm-hmm. You can have a long marriage if you do the right things.
2: Mm-hmm. Your marriage
0: will be very short if you commit to doing all the wrong things.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Try to get things done properly. Don't overlook your triggers.
2: Mm-hmm. Don't
0: even there's sometimes you might have to work around them. But let that be like a short, short, short-term fix. Mm-hmm. You got to fix them, okay? Mm-hmm. Don't pipe, don't bypass them. Confront them. Mm-hmm. Or you might be spending a very short marriage. You might be experiencing a very short marriage. Or you might spend your whole life trying to fix them. Because mm-hmm. even if you get divorced, you're probably going to drag them to the next relationship.
1: Ooh. Touch it No,
0: because people think that divorce is a solution to a bad marriage. Yep. No, fix the bad marriage. That's a solution to a bad marriage.
1: Sorry, I'm not, I shouldn't
0: be yelling at people. I need to show a little bit of <laughs> respect. Respect to the audience.
1: All right, friends.
0: And if you need professional help, get it.
1: Of course, of course.
0: Thank you for joining us.
1: Absolutely, it was great chatting it up with you guys. Yep. We want you guys to remember that you are a successful leader leader, and your marriage and family family can be successful
0: too. too. And like the lady said in the intro, you don't have to sacrifice leadership for love and you don't have to sacrifice
1: love for leadership.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Goodbye, everybody.